Hello and welcome back to Black and Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the finale of Barry, Season 1, Episode 8, Chapter 8, Know Your Truth, written by Alec Berg and Bill Hader. Also directed by Alec Berg. Gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. I really enjoyed it, even though I was very depressed at the end. Everything was going so very well where it looked like okay i can see how this show is going to reformat itself for the second season and then in the last 10 minutes shit got dark no 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 wait 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 before we get into it wherever you're listening to this podcast apple podcast podbean stitcher spotify do me a favor go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for barry season two or any other show that i do blackercouch at gmail.com let's get into it barry he busts in on fuchs who's uh fuchs did i say fuchs <laughs> fuchs who is still hungover and is being told that he's going to be killed but i guess the only thing he could do is hold a gun and uh point it towards the door and threaten someone who's trying to get in with said weapon but it's barry he doesn't say a word as he goes to where their money is grabs what is rightfully his but fuchs tells him it's my money excuse me bitch barry isn't having it though and not only does he punch him in the face once but he punches a second time knocking his tooth out being like you got me into this shit i said i was done i'm out fuck this shit i quit no more killing starting now except now is not quite now because all he does is go to the beach meanwhile fuchs decides because he's pissed off barry stole the money his money that he earned goes to Gorin, who is on a stairmaster and is shown in by noho hank and offered you know uh offer what do you say a submarine sandwich (laughs) you hungry you want something to eat and he says look i came here to you because barry's alive and i know where you can locate him immediately selling him out this man has absolutely no loyalty which pisses me off that he finally is about to get what's coming to him as goran's like i don't need you for that i know he's going to the acting class and i don't care that you showed up here you really fuck shit up for me but he i hate to say it was correct when he said i just asked you what you wanted you said the stash house so i mean i just say get what you want so he brings in vash's twin brother who's basically peppy Le Pew. <laughs> he just got some mustache on him and he tells them he's about to kill you and to chop him up in little pieces and he gets the saw like shush i don't want to hear what you have to say and i thought finally fuchs is going to be dead and i'm going to be excited and that's going to be great but unfortunately it does not go down like that they uh decide to go after after fuchs is dead to the acting class to kill barry now that they know that he is alive hank is all down for it but goran says you're not really a second in command you're kind of piece of shit because you did the whole lipstick camera 
which got us in this situation to begin with you got shot by barry are you in love with him he said no but we all know what his true feelings are it's tearing up my heart when i'm with you but when we are apart i feel it too and no hank is like look i'm just a nice person he's like well you can stay here with the bitch aka my wife and do the dishes because that's where you deserve to be so noho hank texts texts uh barry and tells him i know you're alive answer the phone then he calls him and he says so fuchs was captured and you should totally get away as far away as possible because they're planning on killing you Aww he was his friend and all he said was thanks he's like by the way Foost is probably gonna be dead because uh we hear sawing and unfortunately he's not dead and this definitely was not tipping him off to save fuchs who he does not give a shit about because he didn't know at this point that that uh vasha's twin was over there building a guillotine so that he can he could torture him even more by wa- making him watch the device that he's going to build <laughs> to kill him before chopping him up into to stacks and that'll be easier to transport Gordon is like this is some bullshit and takes a gun and is about to kill him himself and barry of course somehow shows up in the nick of time smart i forget how smart that barry is how lethal he is we're reminded last episode and particularly this episode of the havoc in which he can wreck particularly when his mind is put to it and though he has been uh seesawing all season about his killing when he needs to get the job done particularly around self-preservation he is willing to go very far as far as it needs to go and unfortunately that means that innocent people truly innocent people this ain't no dexter bullshit which i love how they played on that that he's killing bad people no he's he's unfortunately besmirching the name of really good people and we see that he killed some really good people but the smart bit was killing them from a low angle to be- so that the cops believe that the bolivians killed them because they are known to be shorter so he kills them all from a low angle he tells uh i hated fuchs when he was like barry is that you are you coming to save me and he's so happy but he takes him to the airport he's clearly still done with him but he says you know you raised me to be this way and i'm still out and he gives him all the money and kicks him out the car at the airport telling him to leave los angeles the lapd uh janice in particular gets a warrant finally for bazaar however as they're on their way the shootout happens very uh coincidentally noho hank comes out with tea because he really did take his job seriously in the kitchen and when he realizes what has happened he says barry and he's happy because he tells him you know you're a good person you're a good friend 
uh and when he realizes that the cops are coming he's like okay guys let's go because i think they're definitely here coming for us let's get rid of the situation we later see noho hank with cristobal and he has decided to broker a peace between him and the bolivians because now that goran's out of the way he started the whole war he's like uh go mingle with them it's like you're very polite and he's like thank you and they appreciate that about each other whereas goran was brute force (laughs) i wonder how this new relationship is going to be but they do seem to be mingling and rather toast each other as they're watching events unfold on the news as they now believe concretely even though it was loche that's like nah it can't be the bolivians but unfortunately the evidence does point to the bolivians i find it ironic that she she was right about it being Barry, and they thought it was the bolivians and then him he was like oh no this had to be someone else and then they're back to the bolivians on uh or during the press conference gene calls janice from the store saying you look hot on camera i love this so much because you can see her in the camera looking over like oh my god he's like you owe me a kick in the balls now that you solved the case he's like okay i understand you had to put this shit on pause things were too close i respect that i know you an independent woman but now that the case is closed and everything's tied up taylor uh that whole thing was supposedly orchestrated by ryan chris was not mentioned but i'm sure his dead body maybe they thought that chris was involved i do have a question that i am going to bring up that was a bit of a a uh, and they could still bring it up next next season but uh but there is a little bit of a a hole in the recognizing of taylor particularly because they did a press conference if they didn't then i'd be like okay well you know but because they did a press conference um and it's about a drug gang war i don't know i feel like someone from the acting class should have came forward but let's continue on and we'll get back to that point later but that was really cute and he goes to the acting class bar he sees sally who's very excited to see him now has forgotten all about her ill treatment and she says i see that you're a good actor and i don't tell many people that as he says that he's going to quit she encourages him not to quit to sit down that his process that process is uh something that's probably hurtful he probably doesn't want to get back into it but that is that is where he needs to go for his real talent and he can she could see he has real talent and she's like let me tell you something that i haven't told anyone in this class except two other people i was married to a very abusive man who was physically violent with her and while this definitely does not negate any of sally's sociopathic behavior i could see where it stems from and it's even more sad and i do have just a pinch of sadness for her that she finds herself 
back in a different type of abusive relationship just not in the way she expects she asked to do a play with him uh and he agrees and then it jumps to a few weeks later and i i really thought at the beginning of this it was one of his flashbacks that he has with sally because they're in a hammock they're reading over their lines she uh is all kissing all over him so they seem to be a couple at this point now that she can see he has quote-unquote worth and then she says janice is here and i'm like the fuck and there she is janice is right there visiting gene in his country home they have reignited their relationship they're calling each other babe they're hugging all over each other kissing all over each other sally and barry seem to be in a good place everything's compliments it's just a couple enjoying uh coupling things she says she came and was interrupting their practice they have a show that they're doing together she's like barry block and he's like yeah that's my stage name i thought it was better than berkman is it (laughs) gene comes out he sings to his sweetheart and a jamaican song how cute and then they sit down to have dinner and then shit goes sideways because gene brings up how talented barry is and knew so when he gave his first monologue which revealed that he was a hitman used to serve in afghanistan and now thinks that killing is all that he can do i love how this scene is played because the i mean the danger in the air to the other two oblivious spouses in that moment and then moss she can't give anything away she can't because she not only is this not confirmed right she's putting two other people in possible danger so her instincts kick in like two additional things that i just learned about this person that was not brought up previously which may have affected this uh initial hunch that she was beginning to have about barry it intrigues her it intrigues her because she's just that type of detective so even if she didn't in that moment fully realize what that meant barry certainly did and barry didn't underestimate what kind of detective that moss was which is why he felt the need to frame everything so that it could be tied in a bow to not lead back to him which he did rather brilliantly so brilliantly that once again we forgot that this is a lethal killer moss shifts the conversation to sally and asks uh if she wants to go on a ride along then we see later on that barry is in his bed he knows he knows he knows that moss is gonna know and that's exactly what we see she she creeps out the house she goes and finds the wi-fi she goes on to facebook and there it is barry block friends with chris and taylor on facebook barry comes out begs her let's just forget about it don't pursue this she pulls out her gun she says you know it doesn't work like that you can tell she's genuinely upset she's got tears in her eyes she knows this is gonna hurt gene this is gonna hurt sally however he has hidden a gun for this exact 
possibility and unfortunately when shots ring out i love that shot of sally in bed and we just see in the background the exchange of gunfire and then he crawls back into bed and he says starting now that his criminal life is over but it's not going to be i think him killing moss was probably i mean that's whatever he could have had at that moment some peace that you know what i've done wrong i've hit the point of no return the fact that he continued to go there's nowhere else that now he's officially irredeemable and it goes back to what they were saying like if you kill people outside of war you're a fucking psychopath and you have the idea that he was trained by fuchs to only kill bad people right he goes back to that same war mentality that fuchs is able to put over him but then that one scene as he's talking to sally and getting personally what he wants in this life you see the picture of ryan being uh taken off the wall and you're recalled back to that moment in episode two where his father was up there and praising everybody and he was crying about who could do this to his son so he was loved he knows this wasn't a bad person and yet he uh he besmirched his entire memory uh then you see what he did to chris and now you see what he's done to moss he's officially from that point forward gone to the point of no return i was so upset when when i knew moss was dead like around the third shot he was finally happy gene was super happy or she was finally happy and she did look amazing and unfortunately i mean what did he do with her body clearly he had to have done something with her body because if uh you know if there's an investigation where there's a body you know versus she disappeared or something like that or she can't be found that leaves more of a search party but this is eventually going to turn inward i don't i don't i think barry thought that was going to be the end of it but unfortunately it's not the end of it and he still has fuchs out there he still has fuchs out there who uh clearly still has a hold on him no matter how much he he bespoke how he's done with that life so a really good episode i love the complexities of the character i know i haven't mentioned enough how bill Hader's acting is amazing uh, clearly he has won some awards for this show as i said last episode but maybe didn't uh if you'd enough <laughs> that scene in the scene in the car between him and chris that was that was a standout scene of the episode or of the season thus far um just so good that scene was so i I don't understate (laughs) or undervalue what bill Hader is bringing to this series and all the other actors that are supporting him uh they've been pretty damn outstanding but i really liked boss and i'm really sad that she's gone and i'm really sad for what that could mean for gene but i think it does put the audience in the mindset of whatever and how much empathy we can give to at least on a moralistic standpoint we can give to to barry he is the villain 
if you want to send feedback once again blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic